How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm so over being pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. There's nothing, like, I thought there was nothing more awkward than, like, being in your own body at eight months pregnant. And it turns out, walking through snow eight months pregnant is, like, the, the most out of my own body I've ever felt. Like, I don't Aww. know. I just was, like, Randy in a Christmas Story, <laughs> yeah. just, like, teetering along. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there, Could there be, be better, better friends watching Friends? I read two books when I was there. Wow. Yeah, in five days. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> That's more than I've read all year. <laughs> That's a real vacation. Yeah. And oh my God, you're going to have a little baby. I know. Like you and Court are going to like have a thing that you made. That's <laughs> alive. I know. <laughs> that we have to keep alive. I know. It's so funny. Every like I still tell Brighton. I'm just like, well, I made you with my body. So <laughs> go brush your teeth. <laughs> life you get to have yeah. this morning he was we were eating breakfast and he was like like he has a huge gap now oh, where yeah. his, like where his teeth are and he was just like mom isn't it funny that babies come out of your vagina <laughs> and he was like Haha. and i was like gap. yeah with his, like, and, he, and he like does like this deep like <laughs> and, and i'm like it isn't funny. That's what happens. And he like was like, and like just kind of like, oh, it's not a joke. <laughs> like it was just the funniest realization came around his eyes. Like, oh, <laughs> it's the best. Kids are the best. I feel like Court never really grew out of that, like, giggle. Like, he's still, if he talks about farts, which is often, it's still just like, <sighs> can you believe it? <laughs> yep. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this, let's get this show started. Okay. Well, I have some, like, fix it now corner stuff. My sister is now, she's like catching up. She was waiting and waiting for a new episode and finally came out. And she was texting me as she was listening to it, some things that she was noticing or learning. Um, and then she's like, I think I'm just going to start emailing stuff while I listen. Cause I think you guys have an email address. Yes. <laughs> oh like, my God. Yeah. Um, no one's checked it. So I'll start checking it. <laughs> I was, so I was trying to talk about the word zhuzh, like when you zhuzh your hair yeah, and how I couldn't figure out how to spell it. And I said, I think it's spelled really, really strangely. Like you can't figure out how to spell it. <laughs> but Urban Dictionary gave her Z-H-U-S-H for zhuzh. Z-H-U-S-H. That's not at all what I thought it would be. They also have T-S-Z-U-J. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have also spelled it J-E-O-O-S-H. Joosh. <laughs> she also sent me Z-H-O-O-S-H is originated in the 70s, perhaps from Polari. I don't know what Polari is. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I did not <laughs> think that it was a Z. I don't know why. It it was so a J word in my yeah. mind. That's why it was so hard to figure out how it's spelled because it's spelled like so insanely. Thanks, Brianna. I know. <laughs> it was really helpful. <laughs> so not J-O-O-J like I was spelling it. No. So that's our, our fix it. Um, oh, that's amazing. Fix it now. Yay. Very helpful. Very. Well, this is episode 21 in season one. Uh, the one with the fake Monica. And this episode aired April 27th, 1995. 
Directed by Gail Moncuso, and writers were Adam Chase and Ira Ungerleader. Um, I tried to look up Gail Moncuso, Moncuso, sorry, Gail Moncuso, and I could find nothing other than this person directed a few episodes of season one of Friends. <laughs> that was it. Oh, was that like an IMDb fact? <laughs> yes, it was. How did I know? Yeah. <laughs> well, in book facts of this episode, they're talking about how Courtney Cox said when she read the initial script, she turned down the role of Rachel so she could play Monica because she felt like she related more to her um, and said she's not as clean as Monica, but she is neat. And then Marta Kaufman told the LA Times that Courtney Cox had the neatest dressing room. She even cleans up the other actors' dressing rooms because she won't go in there if they're too messy. So she is a Monica. She is, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. This is also the first time that we see drunk Monica, but not the last. And I love drunk Monica. Me too. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> so, so good. Putting her entire head under the faucet. Oh, yeah. So Ellie was watching that part with me and she like giggled. She was like, ha ha ha, she's drinking out of the faucet. <laughs> what my cat does yeah <laughs> um this is also the first episode with one of the characters names in the title what do you mean oh oh in the title of the oh i didn't even register that i found that out somewhere on the internet i oh. did not figure that out myself <laughs> nice oh and then i have one other fact about this episode that um the casting directors that are in um, Joey's audition for the role of Mercutio in the closing scene are the three writers. I know. I loved that. And also, I didn't notice it until I read about it. And then I had to go back and, like, go look at it again. Do you want to do some trivia? Lay it on me. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. What did Joey promise Monica he would eat at Thanksgiving? A whole turkey. Yeah. Good job. What did Rachel have a pregnancy aversion to? Oh my gosh, I want to say it was a type of meat, but was it was it was like deli meat, right? No, that's what Phoebe ate when she was. Oh pregnant. shoot! Okay, I had it backwards. Was it? I, um, I think it's in the same episode as Joey eating the whole turkey. Was it turkey? It's poultry. Okay, it's the one with Brad Pitt because Rachel's yeah. like, "Can we just keep all the chicken and?" The- Tricky down there, yeah, and he's like typical. <laughs> Rachel Green <laughs> living in her own little world. <laughs> Love this hair flip; it's yeah. so good. Who taught Ben the pull my finger game? Rachel. It says Chandler. Oh, it might have been Chandler. Actually, she taught him like the pe- the the coin down the nose and the and toilet it- with the saran wrap. Yeah, but I think. I think that's true. Is it the same that same episode? I don't know. I don't remember Chandler doing that. I didn't know Chandler interacted with the children at all. I feel like I have a memory of him doing it and like giggling about it, but I don't know I don't know when. What scary movie did Rachel watch on Joey's lap? Cujo. Yeah. I hate that scene so much. She's like, oh, I can't watch so scary. Like, it feels like there is no chemistry. They don't have chemistry. <laughs> we And we can just say it right now. Like, <laughs> they, awful. it is so, so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm terrified. Uh, and I, <laughs> <laughs> it's such terrible acting. I'm so sorry. It's really bad. Ugh. Okay, name one of the two cereals Joey was eating while he daydreamed about Rachel. Oh, God. I Frosted Flakes. Yes. Is that one? Yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Close. Cocoa Puffs. Because ah. he said, he, when, like, in his mind, he's like, oh, like my friend the bird here would say they're cuckoo or something. Oh, okay. And then he says something about the tiger. I remember the tiger. You got four. Or, well, three. Three and a half. <laughs> I'd have to fact check that pull my finger thing. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got a summary for you. 
This is a three-parter, very much so. So Monica's credit card is stolen, and she is horrified to find that fake Monica is living a better life than her. So she sets about tracking her down. When she does, complications arise when she meets fake Monica and actually starts to enjoy her company, and they become friends. Ross has has to give up his pet monkey, Marcel, who is entering monkey sexual maturity, and Joey contemplates trying out a new stage name. That really sums it up. That's good. Did you write that one? Uh, I pieced it together. <laughs> it's complex. I took from many a sources and sprinkled in my own uh, je ne sais quoi. Your own zhuzh. <laughs> I zhuzhed it. I zhuzhed it together. So I haven't watched this one for a while and I haven't gone over my notes. The first thing I wrote is, girl's apartment. Someone stole Monica's credit card. The monkey is making monkey noises. And is Rachel wearing the same outfit as the last episode with a man's shirt tied over it? Oh, yeah, it might be. I thought it was so funny that they're all looking over credit card statements. There's so many credit card statements. So how long has this been going on, for one? And, like, why are they all looking at these statements together? How are they going to know what she spent money on and what she didn't? It just seemed like, why? Why, why? They clearly don't know because she bought the Wonder Mop or whatever it was. And they were like, oh, look, she spent money on this, $50 on this thing. And she's like, I bought that. Yeah. Oh, and it was $69.95. Oh, excuse me. Which I was like, this cannot be how much a Wonder Mop costs. I don't even know what a Wonder Mop is. So I looked it up. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) It is currently $9.58 at Walmart. (laughs) So... I don't know where they got their their pricing. I don't know if the Wonder Mop was like new and one of those TV deals. You know, like like five easy payments, whatever. Oh, yeah. But it's like literal like POS mop. <laughs> it's like the crappy one that's always hiding in someone's closet that's covered in dust that's like <laughs> made out of fabric strips. Oh yeah. Like the kind of polka dotted fabric strips. Well, there's also been some advancements in mop technology in the last 20 years, I assume. I I hope so. So maybe it was wonderful when it came out and is no longer wonderful. That's true. That's true. We have Swiffers now. I don't, I haven't had a mop in like, I mean, I either clean the floor on my hands and knees or vacuum. Yeah. Or like put two towels under your feet and just like (laughs) dance around. I also thought it was a little weird that Rachel was the voice of reason when it comes to credit cards. She's just like, Monica, can you just calm down? Yeah. No, a little little out of character. Yeah. Yeah, and Marcel is humping everything. Including the most expensive item on set, that that lamp. Yeah, I know. As it was swinging, I was like, (laughs) you guys, don't let it fall. Like a $10,000 lamp. (laughs) Or no, it was only like $3,000. Three or five, something yeah. around there. Yeah. Still. Pricier than anything in my house. <laughs> I know. I also said that Chandler looks like a straight up and down yikes. Like his Ugh. outfit. Oh, man. I am so excited. I may vomit. His hair, the fit of his clothes. I was just like, he looks old for some reason. <laughs> like, you know, and like someone just like looks worn out. <laughs> like he just the way his hair was or like maybe his skin i don't know he just looked not great (laughs) it was a it was a bad bad night it was a yikes bad 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 yikes night for matthew perry and for rachel's curious george doll yeah no longer curious Rachel complains that marcel was humping her curious george doll but years later in barbados Joey has to explain to her who Curious George is before she gets his reference. That's so. a that's a little bit of a plot hole. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the writers, like, because there's so many different writers and directors, I wonder if they, many of them watch all of the episodes. They probably don't. For, like, continuity. What I learned from Office Ladies is that there's a show Bible. Where they like track all those things or they're supposed to track like character development and stuff like that. Maybe friends didn't have it. That was 
before The Office, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if all the shows have that. It's a good idea, though. <laughs> There's lots of things to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, so we go to the girls' apartment after the opening credits. I have to say, so Monica's wearing that red and black Hugh Hefner robe that I think, <laughs> I think that Rachel was wearing a couple episodes back. I don't remember which episode, but we've seen it before. And she's wearing like bright red lipstick with it and the robe. And I'm like, she looks pretty good for like in the middle of the night. <laughs> no kidding. I, you should see me in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. I don't even look in the mirror because it's scary. I try not to. And she's really upset someone's living her life better than her. Like buying art supplies and taking classes. And, <laughs> and she goes, this is so unfair. She has everything I want and she doesn't have my mother. Yeah. I love that Monica cannot even stand to be like out competed, out competed. Like her, 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 she's so competitive that she can't even stand that her, the people, the person who's stealing her identity is doing better than she is. (laughs) And like, when has she ever wanted to do art? I mean, I think it's one of those things where like, I never want to do art, but like, it's because I'm terrible at it. I would yeah. probably love to do art if I was good at it, but you have to put in the time. <laughs> so, you know, it's like that. Like, I wish I was a great artist, but I'm yeah. not, I'm never going to be. <laughs> oh, no. Me either. It's, I have two pictures I can draw. A tree with flowers or, or an ocean with a boat. <laughs> the two things <laughs> those, I are your, those are your two go-to sketches. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Every time I'm always like, I don't know what to draw. Tree or boat? Which one? Then do we cut to the coffee shop? Yep. Joey wants a stage name. And I actually thought Joey Switzerland was pretty good. <laughs> I liked that. I like that too. Um, but then we get another penis joke. <sighs> yeah. This big. Makes it feel this big, but not really. <laughs> um, Man, I have to say Chandler's color blocked shirts just also never stop and this one looks like it's made out of like a sad jersey oh you know like like what college sheets are made out of oh no yeah (laughs) i know exactly what that is i i really didn't like that the whole like when he's like joe stalin and joey's like yeah that sounds great that chandler just feeds into it and is just like this is hilarious this is like again not a good friend move i mean it made me sad a little bit i'm like yeah. don't take advantage of joey's naivete yeah <laughs> but he so chandler gives bye bye birdie as an example of a film that joseph stalin could be in bye bye birdie was the film title that the gang was trying to guess in the one with all the poker when they're playing pictionary oh I don't even I don't even remember that scene. So this is the first time that I think I really paid attention to the outside shot of the girl's apartment, like of the apartment building. So I paused it and I really took a good look because I know that in previous episodes we were talking about kind of like where are they in the grand scheme of the building? Like especially when Rachel fell down and like was hovering over Mr. Heckle's apartment. So there are, not counting the ground floor that has, like, an awning, where I'm assuming is, like, the lobby-ish area. Probably mail and stuff. Yeah, there's five, store like, living stories. So there's six total stories. None of them have balconies. <laughs> they only have fire escapes, which I was like, do they have a fire escape on their balcony? They must. Because where else would it be? I think they do because Ross has climbed up it before. Oh, and and that's where Rachel was sitting when she fell over, too. Yeah. And when they're looking at, um, when they were looking at George Stephanopoulos, she's sitting on the ladder. Yes. I don't know that it's always visible, though, the ladder. I don't think so. (laughs) But there are no balconies on any of those, the, (laughs) the sides of that building. Also... There is no window that's as big as their, like, 
bay window where their balcony is. <laughs> I don't understand where, where they live. No one knows where they live, what time is it, what day is yeah. it. No one knows what's happening. Yeah. So anyway, that really bothered me, I had to tell you. <laughs> but when we cut into the, the scene, Monica's on the phone and she's trying, she's talking to the dance studio, trying to figure out what classes fake Monica is taking so that she can go see who this person is. And I was just so distracted that I, because I hadn't seen one of them wear a tank top in like a really long time or ever up to this point, because it's been wintry. And I'm like, and so I had to look back. I'm like, okay, it's April. Spring in New York. Is it really like tank top weather i i was just like i don't know why i was so fixated on this but i was just like you're wearing a white tank top why well they did just do laundry right oh maybe i i don't know i have a note that says phoebe and rachel did laundry <laughs> yeah no they can they come back in with their laundry so but i was just like okay <laughs> i don't know i they bothered me was it at least a cute tank top no it was kind of okay. like this like it looked kind of old lady. It was like off-white and kind of lacy, but like oh. really thick straps. Oh. Yeah. So, but she was wearing a red lipstick again, so still still looking okay. I said that Phoebe looked 90s cute. Totally. Her hair was was like flat ironed and like very straight and cute. Yeah. Rachel has a point. Like Monica going to meet this person is maniacal like don't do that yeah she could be dangerous i was like oh i don't think i would confront someone who stole my identity that's a criminal (laughs) let the bank handle it the proper law law enforcement (laughs) you can do that don't get involved (laughs) no now i can't remember what phoebe was doing because it's been a while since i saw it but monica and rachel at one point look like they're actually laughing at her like Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston are laughing at her and not pretending. Well, because she was like, it's madness. Madness, I tell you. Ah, don't do it. Don't do it. was like shaking her. And then she was like, end scene. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. So in that moment, the actresses look like they're actually giggling. Yeah. I always like seeing that stuff. I know. I don't think if like a circle of my really good friends... If we were trying to do, like, reenact something, I don't think I would be able to keep anything together, like, ever. I would just be, like, sitting giggling the whole time. I am 100% not capable of acting at all. No. Okay, so we go to tap class. Yes, I love when they walk in. And Monica's like, so what do you think? And Phoebe says, lots of things. Because that is what I think all the time when I go into, like, a new place. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, what's going on here? Like, what are they doing? Why is this like this? Like, it's just like, (laughs) I just love that. Lots of things. It's what we're all thinking in situations like this. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad she brought people with her because this is insane, what she's doing. Yeah, seriously. When they first walk in, you can see the words New York City Ballet on the wall. And in the one with Christmas in Tulsa, Chandler gives his staff and then the gang letters stating a donation has been made on your behalf to the New York City Ballet as presents. Oh, that's a good tie. <laughs> yeah. But they're not in a ballet class. It's not at all, no. And that's, <laughs> it's probably just an ad, right? Okay, it's, that's not where they practice or anything. <laughs> probably not. It seems pretty small for the New yeah, York City okay. Ballet. But I was confused why the girls can't, they're not allowed to observe, they have to dance, but no one seems to verify that they've paid or ask for any kind of payment. They're just like, come on, come on. Yeah. It was, the teacher is very unteachery or like, (laughs) she just seems kind of like an egomaniac who's like, I will not have, I will not have observers. You must dance. (laughs) Like, Okay. What if I don't want to? What if I want to see what your class is like before I take it? (laughs) And what if I paid and still don't and just choose to sit here? Like, what do you care? Yeah, right? And what was with that bucket of spare shoes? Is that a thing? (laughs) Is that really a thing? Is it clean? (laughs) Good question. Probably not. 
I mean, I don't know much about dance classes because the last one I took, I was probably seven. But yeah, same. <laughs> I was just like, is that a thing where they just have buckets of spare shoes <laughs> in recreational dance classes? Maybe for very small children, not adults. But also, if you are like an adult and you want to take a tap class, are you going to pay money to buy a set of tap shoes? I, these are, I don't know. You might be able to check them out like bowling. <laughs> Like, maybe you can rent oh, them. Okay. That makes sense. I don't know. The bucket of shoes bothered me. <laughs> it's disgusting. When I took, I took tap tumble and ballet when I was like six or seven. And I hated tap so much. And I think it was mostly because the shoes were so expensive. My parents, like, I only had one pair and they were too small. And every time I had to put them on, it was like really painful. Oh, so I torture. hated going to tap class because they were too small. Who knows? I could have been a great tapper had I just had the right size shoe. Or a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> or a from. bucket. You just have a tiny tapper inside you wanting yeah. to come out. <laughs> Can you imagine me tapping? I do not have that coordination at all. Do you want to know about the teacher? Yes, because she is yelling about empty yogurt containers, which I thought was so weird. <laughs> Did you notice that? Where she's like, those of you who left your empty yogurt containers, make sure you pick them up. And I think it was just a way for Rachel to be able to say she could be you. Oh. Like to to Monica. But it was just like, I was like, that's a weird piece of writing. Yeah. Who's leaving yogurt containers and dance? Who's eating right before they dance? (laughs) Many yogurt containers, too. Because she's like, it's definitely plural. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the teacher was not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me about her. Okay. Carla Tamborelli. She's known for her work in the television series, The Big Easy. In the 90s, she transitioned to being a TV producer. And her first major work behind the camera was for the first annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, which she produced from 98 to 2006. She's been in Miami Vice, Growing Pains, Who's the Boss, Seinfeld, Mad About You, Die Hard 2, and City Slickers. She was in Die Hard 2? Apparently. I feel like that's where I recognized her from. I'm like, she looks like a movie actress. <laughs> she was also in every show in the NBC yeah. like Thursday Night lineup. Yeah. Well, so the, the girls jump in because they were yelled at to not observe but to dance. And there was there was a moment where like they start like they start doing it, and then Monica just yells in the middle of the class like I'm not getting it, and I was just like this seems so extreme and like not within the social norms of a dance class. Yeah. (laughs) To just like start screaming like I don't get it. It seems like like more in the social norms of a preschool tantrum, (laughs) like. And for her to admit that she's not understanding how to do something, too, when she's so competitive. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I don't think they she anticipated having to dance. Yeah. Right? True. Like, she was just going there to observe and trying to figure out who this Monica lady is. I think it was also just a setup for Phoebe to be like, I totally get it. <laughs> her dancing is so good. It's so good. She goes in and out of the Phoebe dancing too. Do you notice? Like she'll do the hands with the with the choreography, and then she'll like go into her like wavy wavy Phoebe dancing. It reminds me of the dance she does when um, her and Chandler are pretending to be into each other, and she's oh. like does that like weird like like aggressive like bird dance. Of, yeah, like a, like of a cobra. She's like... I also really liked Rachel's outfit. It's not one that I could pull off, but it's like everything that I hope and dream I could dress like in the 90s. It's like she's wearing fitted pajamas that are socially okay to wear outside. Mm-hmm. It's like those um, red and black plaid pants and like a little baby doll crop tee. Mm-hmm. She would look really cute. And her hair, her hair is up and all like floppy. Yeah. It's like... Like a less aggressive Hot Topic outfit. Yes. <laughs> it's totally. like between Claire's and Hot Topic somewhere. 
Yeah. Oh, so 90s. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Or Delia's. It's a Delia's outfit. For sure. Yeah. Oh, man. I loved those catalogs when they came in the mail. I wanted to be those girls so much. I would circle stuff and bend the pages down. And then I'd just wait for the clearance catalog to come out and see if any of those things were in it so I could get them. I have a pair of um, platform flip-flops that I got from there that were like the three colors. I was just going to say the platform flip-flops and my parents were like, no, you're not getting those. (laughs) I had a pair and I don't know if it was our dog or some other dog chewed, chewed on one, but I loved them so much. I wore them for like a decade after that with dog chew marks all (laughs) over one shoe because I just loved them so much. Oh, I bet all of those clothes are back in style now. Oh, by yeah. By the way. For sure. Monica gets moved to the front of the class. Yes. To dance with the teacher. And then <laughs> fake Monica comes in and, like, disrupts the whole class. I was like, also, like, where did you people learn to socialize? <laughs> this is not how you behave in society. And as a teacher, like, you know that this is not how you handle a classroom. Like, she does not have control over this room at all. No, apparently not. Do you want to know about fake Monica? Oh, yeah. Claudia Shear is her name. She first came to prominence. This is an example of cut and paste. Here's some words I don't use. (laughs) (laughs) She she came to prominence with her self-penned solo performance piece called Blown Sideways Through Life. It was described by Frank Rich as an autobiographical monologue. Um, The show premiered at the New York Theater Workshop in 1983 and then opened Off-Broadway in 94 and closed six months later after 221 performances. Whoa. I know. That's a lot in six months. Who went to see that? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm just like... I think a lot of people because she won all these awards for it. Obie Award Special Citation and a 1994 Drama Desk Award nomination for Outstanding Solo Performance. Okay. Her prior experiences as an, and again, cut and paste, her experiences as a member of the American workforce, uh, 64 jobs in all, including pastry chef, nude model, waitress, whorehouse receptionist, proofreader, and Italian translator, provided her a wealth of material for her piece. And she adapted it in 1985 for the PBS series American Playhouse. Okay. Those are a interesting handful of different jobs. <laughs> 64 jobs is a lot of jobs. Wow. To she wrote the play Dirty Blonde, which was her exploration of the life and career of Mae West. It premiered off-Broadway, running from 2000, January 2000 to February 2000, and then it opened on Broadway, and both productions were directed by James Lapine. She got a Tony and a Drama Desk Award nomination oh, wow. for Best Play and Best Actress, and she won the World Theatre Award. She's written for the New York Times, Vogue, and Travel and Leisure as well. She seems very much <laughs> like a theater, a theater person. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like the way that she talked, like the way that she acted. I'm like, oh, you come from, you come from theater. Everything she did was big. Yes. And like, like the pauses and her like inflection. Even like just her nodding and stuff and like her movements when she walks in, it's all very like, like for the back of the room. Yeah. Is yeah. That, is that what they say? I don't know what they do. It, I believed you. <laughs> so original Monica claims to be Dutch. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but there are a ton of Dutch references throughout the show. I have, no, I have not, but it's probably because you've noticed it because you come from Dutch origin. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, one episode where Ross, I think his neighbor is passing away and she's Dutch. And um, so he like pretends to be Dutch also. And then he's talking to Gunther and Gunther's speaking to him in Dutch. Oh, um, you're right. And so I kind of was curious, like, why why do they go like what is it about that because it's such a random thing to use like nobody's dutch (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i found a couple i found just a couple things one fan theory uh is that 
the Netherlands was somewhat important for the producers because the show was really popular there. Um, aside from native English speaking countries, from 94 to 2004, the Netherlands was probably the biggest public for the series. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And the English in the rest of Europe was not as good. The Dutch have always had pretty good English. And then you could, they were saying you could think of Scandinavian countries as another exception. But if you sum up their population, it was still smaller than the Dutch population. They said, aside from being well-versed in English, the Dutch have money to spend. So it seems like that was the logical like consumer to have represented. And then another fan said, it's because the Netherlands is just super a super cool little land. It is a super <laughs> cool little land. It is. And then another person said, maybe because the roots of New York are Dutch. Because New York was originally New oh. Amsterdam before the English bought it from the Dutch. Then they found a website called DutchReview.com, which seemed to corroborate these theories. This is a good little dive you went on. It's like, <laughs> it's like fun facts and and historical trivia all yeah. like looped into one. It's very <laughs> thorough. <laughs> yeah, the the Dutch were so DutchReview.com talks about how. Um, it makes sense the Dutch references appear because since New York was originally New Amsterdam and the Dutch settled in the Americas starting as early as the 1600s. So there you go. Nice. Well, I think it's funny because it seems so random that they like latch onto this Dutch thing. I know. And then fake Monica speaks Dutch to Monica and she says, okay, my Dutch is not good, but she says, Makiktis dans Banu, Banu, which means, would you like to dance with me? Oh. And apparently, one more fact, this is one of the few instances in which Dutch is actually used correctly in an American motion picture as it's commonly substituted with German. Why? Why, why would people do that in American motion pictures? Because you can, like... With the technology, you can translate basically anything into anything. I should also point out that was an IMDb trivia. So who knows? But So maybe fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Sorry, Holland. I think it's so funny that real Monica says that her name is Manana. <laughs> And fake Monica is like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, now <laughs> you have to go with that. <laughs> All the time. It's such a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me think of Ba-Ba-Ba-Buttons. Ba-Buttons. <laughs> Ba-Buttons. Ba-Ba-Ba-Buttons. Yeah, that's his name. Ba-Buttons. <laughs> Okay, so after this scene, we cut to the coffee shop, um, and Mopey Ross is back in all of his Mopey glory. Why? <laughs> He's just hanging around until someone notices him. <laughs> like, do you see, like, there's, like, a pause where he's just, like, waiting. <laughs> like, all Mopey is waiting, and so then he does that high at the boys. <laughs> Hi, I'm here, guys. <laughs> you haven't asked why I look upset. Hi. And um, Marcel has beaten Chandler to sexual maturity. That I that was a really fun little quip from Joey. I liked that a lot. <laughs> hey, he beat ya. <laughs> the good rib, because Chandler's always getting him. Yeah, but Ross has to give up the monkey. Yes, because uh, apparently they get aggressive, and I mean. <laughs> Why would you not research these things before you get, like, the weirdest wild animal to be a pet in a, in a large city? In an apartment. Yeah. So I looked up, like, the reasons why monkeys should never be pets. Oh. There's a lot of reasons. Yes. <laughs> Beyond just the, the aggressive thing. Okay. Can I share with you some of the reasons? I cannot wait. Please. <laughs> so the first one's super traumatic. So <laughs> most most of the like monkey pet trade comes from breeders 
where my and it says like monkeys are ripped from their mother's arms as from as babies just just a few days old and to be sold to humans as pets and just the mother like is bred again and again for this purpose and it's just like so sad so number one um also so they're very expensive to care for like they have really specific diets and needs and they typically will develop like captive primates develop diabetes because they don't get the right nutrition oh um so then you have to like treat that the third reason was the reason why ross has to give it up is so they become unpredictable unpredictable aggressive unmanageable and dangerous and they also can give you herpes <laughs> if, oh. like, by biting and scratching. Like, they carry diseases that can be passed on to humans. Also, they destroy your home and make it stink. So they throw <laughs> feces and urine. They do poop painting on the walls and urinate everywhere. Those are typical monkey behaviors. So there is also a hierarchy. Monkeys want to be dominant. So they will f- constantly fight you. Oh, God. Yeah, it's illegal. And the last bit <laughs> is that you basically, like, they need to be around their their own kind in large groups in order for them to be, like, psychologically stable. So just having a monkey as a pet is in itself doing psychological damage to this thing that you're trying to take care of. <laughs> Okay. So those are just a couple things. Just a few. <laughs> like, if wouldn't you, like, ask somebody, hmm, is it a good idea to keep a monkey as a pet? Because the answer in, from all oh. the experts would be absolutely not. Even from a lot of lay people, I would imagine. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, just read a Curious George book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are pretty mild problems, but there, yeah. it doesn't work well. So, and this, all this information came from the Prime Primate Rescue Center website on primaterescue.org. Okay. So, you know it's legit. Well, I'm never getting a monkey, that's for sure. That's good. But Ross has to give him up, and he's super sad. And I know that they're acting sad, like Joey and Chandler are acting sad. But I think they're just putting on sad faces. Oh, yeah. Like, God, I'm so glad that he has to give him up because I kind of went off on like a therapy tangent. But he was using Marcel as an emotional crutch. Like he needed to face his issues and deal with them. Like divorce, baby with ex-wife, unrequited love with Rachel. Like, you gotta deal with it. You can't just have a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Monkeys don't solve your problems, Ross. (laughs) Definitely cause more problems. Yeah. And I just can't wait for him to be gone. I'm so sorry. Same. He seems legitimately devastated, but like, were you really planning to keep this monkey for its entire life? Like, don't monkeys live a long time? 20 to 40 years. Yeah. Which is a big span. I was like, 20 to 40, (laughs) huh? Okay. That's more of a commitment than a cat. Oh, for sure. (laughs) That's like a double cat if, like, once they get to that point where they're, like, no longer viable. (laughs) It was kind of silly that when they cut back to the coffee shop after that, the boys are sitting on the couch doing, like, the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil thing, Mm -hmm. which is typically seen, like, portrayed by monkeys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why is that? Did you do any I didn't. diving? No. That's okay. Joey seems to genuinely care, though. He's, or at least he's acting well. He is an he actor. <laughs> but yeah, no, he seems like, God, why Why is it? They, why are they doing this? And Ross is applying to zoos already. I thought it was really funny. That whole analogy and that whole tangent about like getting into certain zoos, like colleges. It was just so silly. I found <laughs> this was listed as a spoiler on IMDb, but when Ross is talking about putting Marcel in a zoo, he mentions the San Diego Zoo, 
And David Schwimmer's character, Melman the Giraffe in Madagascar, is frequently heard talking about um, how he thinks they're in the San Diego Zoo. Oh my goodness, that's pretty funny. <laughs> David Schwimmer does make a good giraffe. And so he, good. And he's a very mopey giraffe, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Isn't he the one that is like a hypochondriac, too? Yeah. In that yeah. movie? I actually really love that movie. Me, it's a too. Good one. The girls come in and say they had lunch with fake Monica. Yeah, I would be I would be annoyed like the boys, too. They're just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ross has a point. Like, this woman stole from Monica, and the girls are totally enamored with her. And the reason they're enamored with her is because she's a freaking con artist. Like, yes. if you think about, think about George Clooney in the Ocean movies, like, he's a con artist. He can charm people. Of course you like him. Yeah, the more charismatic they are, the more criminal they probably are also. Because <laughs> you can get away with exactly. stuff. Beware of the charm. <laughs> exactly. Phoebe got the Pope joke. How do you fit a Pope into a Volkswagen? Take off the hats. I love jokes like that. I like that her and Chandler actually had, like, they don't connect on a lot. So that was funny. Yeah. Well, then we, we cut back to the girl's apartment and... Monica is explaining how she isn't like fake Monica. Monica and Monica are having dinner together and Rachel's just there. Well, Monica says she's finally living the life she claims she wishes she had. (laughs) I don't think she does. I don't think she actually wants that life. No, she doesn't. For the reasons that fake Monica says later. When fake Monica talks about Dead Poet Society... That was one of the one of the times where I was like, oh, she's so theater y right now. And she's like, the first time I saw Dead Poet Society, I thought it was so incredibly boring. <laughs> I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we were all on our seats to sit to hear you say like amazing. It bothered me. Fake Monica mentions Dead Poet Society and then Monica mentions Miss Stoutfire both of which had Robin Williams in them, who makes a cameo in the show later in Friends. Yes. I have to say, I did not like how they were bagging on Mrs. Doubtfire because I love that film. (laughs) (laughs) It's so delightful. Have you seen it recently? No. Does it not hold up? (laughs) Well, so... We watched it. It was on TV somewhere. We may have been in a hotel or something. Uh-huh. And I think there's some things that didn't age very well. Oh. Like some stuff about living, like, gay men, because um, his brother, or I think it's his brother or his cousin or somebody, is gay. Uh-huh. Um, there's just some, like, I don't know. Some of his impressions are a bit offensive. <laughs> Racist. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could, I could see that. But it's still, I still find it. I find it delightful. There were just some things that didn't quite hold up. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Well, then <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, we go to the girls' apartment. Ross is super mopey. They didn't get into Scranton, which was their safety zoo that takes dogs and cows. <laughs> I love that it was dogs and cows. Okay, so Phoebe is holding something that I couldn't tell what it was. It was like too big to be a phone, but it was like a little. Was it like it's a, a Game Boy? Game Boy. Okay, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering. I was like, what is that in her hand? It's so out of character. I was really jarred by it. I was like, why is she playing a Game Boy? She wouldn't do that. Yeah. Would she. I don't know. Maybe it was just laying around. When have they ever? had that ever well and of all the people she would not be the one playing it no so then joey comes barging in apparently there is a joseph stalin already did he (laughs) did anyone know about that (laughs) and rachel is basically sitting in ross's lap and rubbing his knee oh i i did not see that hmm yeah she's really putting out vibes to him but Joey's outfit seems super out of character. He's wearing a button-up shirt under a sweater. So this, like, so did Chandler. I noticed that <laughs> about both of them. So 
Yeah, he's wearing a button-up shirt under a sweater, and Chandler is just wearing a regular collared shirt. That's like a full button-up. I don't know. I was like, yeah, they they both looked old again. They, <laughs> I was like, why? What's going on here? <laughs> he asked, like, what would you like, Phoebe? What would you have my stage name be? And she says, Flame Boy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm it, like that moment, I realized that the writing for her in this episode is kind of ridiculous. Like everything that she does is a little bit co- like not a little bit, a, like definitely on the extreme kooky side of her character. Whereas like we just came off of an episode where with the one with two parts where she like had some really intense, good acting. And this one, she's just like, love. I don't know. It it just seemed it just seemed like they were writing her really just on the far side of kook. It's one of her extremes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean with the dancing and like the like madness, madness I tell you. She just yeah. So then we cut to the coffee shop. And I have a question. Is it a thing to interview the owner of the zoo? And if it is, do you do it in a coffee shop? He's wearing a full suit. I was like, oh, okay. This is serious. Yeah. But does a zoo owner get interviewed by, by someone? Is he being interviewed? Like, is Ross being interviewed by him to accept the monkey? I thought Ross was interviewing the zoo owner to see if he would allow his monkey to go there. <laughs> this was weird. I don't know. Clearly, this guy is super sketch because he wants to know if if Marcel can handle a hammer or a small blade. Do you want to know who plays this Dr. Balharar? Yes. Balharar? That's his name. Okay. Yes. Tell me about him. Harry Shearer. So both names are both names are hard to say. It's Dr. B-A-L-D-H-A-R-A-R. Balderar. And then his real name is Harry S-H-E-A-R-E-R. Shearer. 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 <laughs> Too many E-R-R-R-A-R. Anyway. <laughs> so he's listed as an American actor, voice actor, comedian, writer, musician, radio host, director, and producer. He does everything. I thought this was interesting. He was on SNL from 79 to 80 and 84 to 85. In the cast? I guess. I didn't know you could come back if you left. He co-created, co-wrote, and co-starred in This Is Spinal Tap, which I've never seen. Really? Oh, it's pretty good. I need to watch it. Is that the one where they turn it up to 11? Yes. So I tried to watch it once and I didn't, I don't think I knew that it was a spoof and I didn't get it. Oh, yeah. And so I stopped it. And now that I know like all the, um, what's his name that does all those movies? Christopher Guest. Yeah. Now that I know all all about that, I need to go back and watch it. But yeah. In 1989, he joined the cast of of Simpsons and he provides the voices for characters, including Mr. Burns, Waylon Smithers, Principal Skinner, Ned Flanders, Revan Lovejoy, Kent Brockman, uh, Dr. Hibbert, and more. Wait, he's that guy? Uh Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Now I want to go back and like rewatch that scene. He has also been in movies including The Truman Show a Mighty, and A Mighty Wind. And since 1983, he's been the host of a public radio comedy and music program called Le Show, incorporating satire, music, and sketch comedy. He's written three books and has won an Emmy and has received several other Emmy and Grammy Award nominations. And despite all of that, he appears to be running an illegal animal fighting ring. <laughs> Seriously, this is like the weirdest little role. If you go back and like listen to his voice, I think you'll see the Simpsons people. Yeah. You'll hear it. Okay. There was something about him that was really familiar, but I couldn't. That's yeah. Okay. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So Joey and Chandler burst in with Marcel on their shoulders saying he got into San Diego, but how? 
how are they walking around the city with a monkey on their shoulders just loose and then just go into a place where you eat food? <laughs> I, like, I don't think that would be tolerated. I also was confused because they say that when they got home, the phone was ringing to say Marcel got to the zoo. And that either means A, Ross uses their phone number for important calls, <laughs> or B, did they walk all the way to Ross's apartment, which we have no idea of what the location is. I don't think it's supposed to be nearby, right? And they have the monkey. Like, why did they bring the monkey with them? It was just so gross. I was like, there's a monkey in the coffee shop. There's a monkey in the coffee shop. And no one seems to care. <laughs> like, all the background. I think there's one background extra that kind of looks, like, looks at the monkey. But everyone else, like, there's a guy leaning, like, just kidding. Everyone's casually talking. I mean, it is New York near Central Park, so maybe this is not the weirdest thing they've ever well, seen. Maybe they think it's, like, part of an act, like, <laughs> like part of a park act. New Yorkers don't have time for anybody else. Like, uh, they're all very busy. They have yeah, stuff to do. That's true. <laughs> You're right, though. I didn't even focus on the fact that they walked into a public eating space with the monkey no leash no nothing no no it's just like he's he's fine to walk around and just throw throw poop everywhere whatever you'd think that gunther would say something because he hates ross so much he'd be like oh that definitely can't be in here especially if it's yours yeah they should have written it in (laughs) but we go to the girl's apartment Yes, and Rachel is doing a terrible job cleaning. Yeah, she's growing up. She's cleaning. Yeah. She's doing a terrible job Um, at it, but she's doing it. (laughs) She's doing it. And we can see the inside of that secret closet, and it's super clean. Oh. It doesn't get dirty until later. I think that that's just, like, it's not a thing yet. But it's, like, never open later. It's weird. Yeah. Like, this season, there's been a few where it's just wide open. Yeah. And Monica's hammered. <laughs> when she drinks out of the faucet and says, water rules. <laughs> I just feel like, I, I've been there, Monica. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel you. Like, when you just have a sip of water and you're like, oh, man, I needed that. That was good. <laughs> And I, again, Rachel's the voice of reason suddenly and Monica's ditching work and like everything's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I think it's really funny that the credit card people call and then just to let her know that they are, they, they arrested <laughs> fake Monica. <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, have you ever heard about the outcome of any fraud charge you've ever had on no. any account? No, no, I don't even get phone calls from anybody. I get a letter like six months later being like, working on it. (laughs) I never hear from anybody. (laughs) I just like assume they've dealt with it. (laughs) Yeah, or take a loss with the cash. Like, do they really track these people down? Probably not. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that the credit card people were the ones that arrested her. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And then like, how much time is supposed to have elapsed from this phone call to suddenly the Department of Corrections? Because Monica's wearing the same outfit and she's sober (laughs) (laughs) and and fake Monica's already like been processed and is in jail in the outfit. Like, no, no, no. no. (laughs) The system does not work that quickly. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't, I really couldn't stand this scene. It was like so pathetic. Yeah, I could I couldn't handle like how she's just Monica's just like I need you. What am I gonna do without you? Like this bitch just stole your identity. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You don't need her in your life. We can move on. <laughs> we go back to tap class, and there's another giant Nike logo on Monica's bag, like. Remember when we saw Ross wearing this giant Nike sweatshirt? Yep. It just seemed very like out of place for the show. But Monica's getting it all wrong, and, but at least she's doing it. And that's a great life lesson. Oh, yeah. She is in. And again, the teacher is not very good at teaching because she's totally calling <laughs> her out and be like, you in the back, you suck. <laughs> 
do that as the teacher, especially a dance class. Like, no. And then we jump scenes again, right? Yep. To the airport. Yes. And it seems weird that Monica wouldn't be there for Ross since they're like grossly in love with each other and everyone else is there. (laughs) I didn't even notice that Monica wasn't there. That's a really good point. She should have been there. She could have gone to a tap class like another day. Once again, Marcel is in the airport with no leash, no cage, and no one seems to care. The attendant is just standing there holding the crate while the monkey's on the podium. In the back, like in the corner, in the corner, like, and I didn't even notice her until halfway through the scene where she's like tucked back behind like the door. Patiently waiting with the door open on the crate. Like, you cannot bring a loose monkey into an airport. No. No. (laughs) Even pre-9-11. Exactly. (laughs) But that attendant is apparently the same one who stops Rachel at the gate in the one where Rachel finds out. Oh. So she is a longtime airport (laughs) worker then. In a fast and loose with the uh, rules right now, though, it seems. Yeah. I wonder how they, like, like... Was she a random extra that they put in the airport again? Or were they like, you were great in that scene in season one. (laughs) You should come back at the end of the series. No, the one where Rachel finds out. Oh. oh. That's like when he's dating Julie, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next season. Okay. But but still, still, I mean, you really hung back in the background well. We'd love to have you really fade into this other scene. That's really funny. Also... Live animal cargo doesn't walk down the the thing into the plane. It goes under the plane. Yes. The attendant's just like, come on, little monkey, come in this box and I'll take you to your seat. Like, Yeah, they don't take what? it to the gate. <laughs> no. And the monkey's eating her own tail. <laughs> I know. I was like, that monkey is under stress. She looked nervous. Yeah. She was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> She looked really stressed out. I did like, though, that Ross has a banana pin on his lapel. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I love that. It was so cute. Rachel gives him her Curious George doll. For something to do on the plane. Marcel does Ross's leg. (laughs) Yeah. Why does Ross need privacy with the monkey, by the way? Like, why does he need to, like, talk to him in private? Because it's his emotional crutch. He's, like, putting all his issues on this monkey. Uh, this monkey is like a surrogate relationship for him it's awful you really do see that when he's like trying to make that heartfelt speech and marcel's just humping away and he's finally like realizes he's like just take him away just just take this animal away it's kind of sad like for ross yeah it was necessary also (laughs) totally the song that plays right there is called you're a big boy now performed by John Sebastian, and apparently it was uncredited. Oh, I did notice you that you're a big boy now lyrics, and I don't know why I didn't like it. Like, it rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> Especially because after, like, like... <laughs> the monkey's just humping away, and then that song plays. And I'm sorry, is it the attendant's job to load the monkey into the crate? Because she sure does. Like She sure she's... touches it. Yeah, I know. She like coaxes coaxes the monkey in and like touches touches her. Is she some sort of like animal rights like <laughs> handler? I thought that she was dressed in like the airline uniform. So like I she is. Yeah. So she's not a passenger that's taking the monkey somewhere. No, and she's not from like the zoo. No. <laughs> then we tag out right yes and joey joey's new stage name is holden mcgroin and that's it and that's it (laughs) good way to end yes the monkey's gone hallelujah thank god the monkey is definitely the worst (laughs) for sure maybe a little bit of ross too yeah Who's the best? I don't know because they were all like <laughs> weird versions of themselves. 
You know, like Rachel was the voice of reason. Monica was just kind of flat out crazy. Yeah, to like follow this woman. And Phoebe was just like extreme Phoebe. I guess. And Joey was just dummy dumb. Chandler got in some good jokes. Maybe Chandler wins. Or drunk Monica. Oh, drunk Monica wins. Let's just, let's give it to drunk, yeah. drunk Monica. For sure. Okay. Because that's not the last we see of her. Um, and I think my favorite drunk Monica is her birthday. Yes. She's like, shh, shh, shh. And then she has to act surprised and she's like, <laughs> So good. <laughs> that's the one where Phoebe's like, oh, take off my top and I'll distract everybody. And then they'll think I'm drunker than you. Yeah. What a good friend. And Joey's, Joey's like, yeah. <laughs> Go Sentai it. Well, that was fun. We did it. I can't wait for the season finale. I know, me too. We only have two more until then. Yay. We'll should crank them out. <laughs> we're going to have to crank them out soon because we're going to have a baby soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. I'll be here for you and there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Until wrong? you have a baby, then you don't have to be there for me. You have to be there for your baby. <laughs> okay. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at Better Friend Pod or on Instagram at Better Friends Watching Friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs>